0: Welcome to Pop Culture. Federation. Pop Culture Federation. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm Matt.
1: And hi, my name is Ron.
0: And today we're going to be talking about the news. So this is what's been happening in the world of pop culture. Uh, all things movies, media, television, games, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. So. All right,
2: guys. Um, How's life? What's been going on? It's good. I got back from Miami. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people liked my red hair. I bet. Turns out it's a thing. I did not know that. Yeah, apparently. Ron?
1: Um, well, I went to work and then I took a nap and now I'm here. Yay! Great wow. for employment. Uh,
0: I could tell you what uh, I did yesterday. I saw a uh, piece of shit that was it too. Oh. I guess you didn't like it no it was hot garbage hot garbage I mean that's being a little bit mean so okay not a fan of the Tim Curry It from 1990 Uh, it was way too long it was different I mean I guess it was 1990 so like it is what it is but the remake of It that came out two years ago fantastic it was awesome right amount of scares, you had the right amount of laugh, you had the right amount of the character development, like the kids, everything was awesome. How the kids interacted with each other, how they interacted with it, uh, or Pennywise, um, fantastic. I was pumped for the second movie. But then, going into theater, I'm like, alright, it's almost three hours long, that's fine. And Yikes. That's a big yikes for me. <laughs> I And as the movie was playing, I was just like, this is kind of boring. I'm not really enjoying it. It had some moments that were pretty good. Um, I heard Bill Hayes cast- was awesome. The, the casting was fantastic. So the the people that got to play the adult versions of the kids, awesome. Spot on. Great, great choice who they picked. Um, A lot of the things in the movie just like didn't really need to happen. Um, It's still kind of fresh, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But it was just, I don't know... Having watched something as good as the first one, and then getting this as the second one, it's like watching Infinity War and then getting Iron Man three as Endgame.
2: Yikes! <laughs>
0: yeah, it's got one of those. It's yeah. like mm, this is somewhat watchable if you're watching like the marathon on TV and you're watching back to back and you don't really have a choice and there's nothing to do because it's snowing outside. But it's well, was it
2: bad? because of your expectations or was it just a poorly made film
0: so i think partially because I was let down because of my expectations i was really really anticipating this movie it was the movie i was looking forward to most after endgame Hmm. um really and well actually godzilla and then this (laughs) so and then now it's star wars which i hope doesn't let me down um (laughs) don't we all so (laughs) it it's good i mean it's not good it's a it's a good way to end it, I guess. Um, I don't know. I never read the book, so I'm not a hundred percent sure if they're following the plot of the book to the T. Um, it the flashback scenes when they show the kids again, then again as adults. the the kids the scenes with the kids is real are really good. Um, it further explains things from the first movie, um, but the. I don't know. It just felt like a lot of this movie felt forced, and it was just like you don't need to be funny all the time. Yeah, the 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 jumps. There were some jumps, but like not as many. They weren't as meaningful as the ones from the first. I don't know. Uh, the first one's just definitely better. I mean, go see it if you like the first one, just so you get closure. But I mean, it's not something. I, when I went in, I'm like, man, I'm gonna buy this when it comes out. I'm not buying this.
2: <laughs> that sucks. I'm sorry
0: about that. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, I went with our mutual friend, and he was—he felt the same. He was just like, eh, I was disappointed. And I was like, yeah, it's just disappointment. Um, you know.
1: So basically eh. the entire movie was like a Cinnabon. Like, you think going in, it's going to be great. And then when you actually, like, th- like, you're there and you're having it, you're like, oh, this is not what I expected.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Wow.
2: Well... I had a fun experience in Miami. So, I... Have you guys heard of this sport called hi No. No. Please explain. I will. So, think of this. You're in a racquetball court, alright? You're closed in on all sides. Instead of a tennis racket and a tennis ball, you have this, like, wooden... Almost like a lacrosse stick, it has a cur- It has a really long curve. Kind of, it looks like a scythe, but like you know those. Be- hold on, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah you, no, know, like, you know, like you know, in like the beach games, like you go to the beach, yeah. and they have like these plastic like things that you like would throw and catch it with a ball. Yeah, yeah. Ron, are you
1: following? I'm trying to. You kind of lost me at scythe, but well, um...
2: well like. Anyway, like, I'm doing a poor job of explaining the instruments, but... So, they have these, like, wooden, like, things, and they throw, like, a pool cue at a wall. And they play racquetball. Like, it it can't bounce twice on the ground. um, If you, like, touch it and it hits the ground, you lose a point. So, like, a friend and I, we went there. They have a casino in Miami where you can go and watch these games and bet on them in real time. And holy shit, it was the funnest thing I ever have done like this year. <laughs> it is so much fun to watch a sport you have no idea about and just bet money on it.
0: You bet money on
2: it? <laughs> yeah, and mean? I made money. <laughs> what? Yeah. To be fair, I only bet like $5 for like my first game. But that's the first game I won, and I won seven times the amount, and then I just played with house money the rest of the time. <laughs> Either way, so much fun. And then I looked into it a little more, and apparently, highlight was really popular in like New York, Connecticut area in like the eighties and nineties until people found out that it was fixed. Oh yeah, oh. and then I looked into the casino that I went to, and there's reports that those games are being fixed. <laughs> so I was like, wow. This sport is great. <laughs> so next time in Miami, I'm probably going to do it like every day I'm there. But great city, Miami. It was my first time there. Great food, great atmosphere. Loved it. Yeah,
0: Miami's real nice. Yeah. we have been twice, once, twice, something like that. It was great. Yeah. A lot of things happened recently. Yeah. Um, we've been getting a lot of uh, information about the Spider-Man and Disney-Sony debacle. So, for those of you who are under a rock, the Sony and Disney split. They, so, they got a divorce. Pretty much. Or they're separated right now. It's about to be a divorce if they don't. It's a lot of people say it's a negotiating tactic. But, um, so Sony owns the movie rights to Spider-Man, even though Disney and Marvel own the character. Years ago, Sony bought the rights to make the Spider-Man movies. We got the Tobey Maguire movies and we got the Andrew Garfield movies. The deal was Sony would keep the rights as long as they made a Spider-Man movie every three years, which they have been doing. Yes, they have. Then
2: that was so ominous.
0: Come (laughs) 2016 ish. Whenever Captain America Civil War came out, Disney reached out to Sony and then they worked out a deal to bring Spider-Man to the MCU to make a new set of movies and that both studios would kind of co-own the project. So the current deal was Sony was going to pay for the movie. Disney was going to get 5% of the first dollar gross. That means before anything was written off or whatever in accounting terms, uh, Disney got 5%. And Disney kept the merchandise rights, which is huge. So, if anybody knows anything about anything, and knows why Star Wars made all the money it did, and how George Lucas basically financed Empire and Return of the Jedi was because of the merchandise rights, because everybody wanted to buy toys. And that was one of the deals that he struck with the studio: was, "Hey, I get the rights to the sequels, and I get the rights to the toys." And the studio was like, "Sure, nobody's going to want that." And <laughs> now we're here. <clears throat> so. Disney comes back to the table they ask if they could split the cost of the film 50-50 with Sony but Disney would get 50% of the first dollar gross and still keep the merchandise right. Sony said no. Spider-Man Far From Home grossed over a billion dollars. Disney would have gotten half instead of the 5% of whatever the billion in change that it made. Damn. So both parties backed out of the deal Some people are saying this is a negotiating tactic. They're going to come back to the table. Sony's going to make another movie with Tom Holland. It's going to bomb. So Sony cannot reference in their movie. Iron Man. The Avengers. Happy. Ant-Man's relationship with Happy. (laughs) Or anything that happened. The blip. None of it. So it's basically just Tom Holland. And friends. With bunch of villains there's memes going out right now that uh uncle ben memes memes of uncle ben and he's like pissed because like i guess he's gonna die again or he's remembered that he died something like that i don't know i haven't been following them but (laughs) it's um this is something that has a lot of people up in arms because tom holland spider-man is probably everybody's favorite aside from into the spider-verse and it's getting a lot of um, negative press against Disney and Sony for kind of acting like little kids saying uh, you know you can't have my ball and I can't can't play
2: (laughs) here Yeah,
1: I want 50% of your ball
2: if there's one company to make Disney look like a lovable loser in terms of business it's probably Sony (laughs) I mean
0: (laughs) House of Mouse could probably buy it if they really wanted to that's what I think is going to happen
1: my my favorite meme out of this entire thing was, uh, it was that scene from Infinity War and, where Rocket is asking Bucky for his arm. And Rocket's like, how much for Spider-Man? And then Bucky being Sony. It's like, not for sale. And then Rocket's like, how much for the company? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I don't really know what's going to happen. I know the MCU can live without Spider-Man, but I don't think... Spider-Man right now going to live without the MCU. Mm-hmm. Especially everything that happened. He'd have to go back to an old suit or a different suit. Um, he can kind of have the standalone movie. It could work. Um, Sony did make into the Spider-Verse, which is probably the best Spider-Man that they've made. Um, and that worked out really well. So they have the capabilities of writing everything. Kevin Feige is not going to be involved if they move forward with this. You could see the potential to see Tom Hardy's Venom in there with Spider-Man. Um, as well as Carnage and the other slew of Spider-Man villains. So we don't know what's going to happen. If you're you're a betting man, I, most people I think are betting that they're going to two sides are going to make up somehow mm-hmm. and make a new deal. Mom and Dad are going to get back together, pretty much. Um, but in the event that they don't, I think that Marvel and Disney will move on with. So I think the new big three going into the next phase, was going to be Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man. I think if Spider-Man is out, you're going to have Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and possibly somebody new or a different character. Um, I don't know if they're They're not going to rush the X-Men. You could have Blade. You could have Shang-Chi. Uh, you could have... Um, Doctor Strange. Could You and could have the whoever's going to replace Black Widow. Um, you could have a bunch of characters... Um, but Spider-Man was really, really important. And because of the fact that Tom Holland was so young, I feel like they could have done a Hugh Jackman with Wolverine type deal. And you could have had 20 years of movies with Tom Holland. You could have spanned Peter Parker from high school all the way to adulthood and possibly fatherhood. So we could have gone a lot of places with this. and They
1: could have finally adapted the best Spider-Man story one more day.
0: They could have. They
1: that's, could have also, that's a joke and I, that is notoriously horrible.
2: <laughs> no, I know. So is Clone Saga. But um, <laughs> is that the one where Spider-Man gets eight arms and becomes a spider?
1: No. <laughs> uh,
2: Why no is bad. every
1: single Spider-Man comic we talk about that's always your guess, regardless of the, what it is? No, it's
2: only the Clone Saga.
1: <laughs> it's not in the
2: <laughs> Oh, so question. So, does Sony owns all of Spider-Man or just Peter Parker? Spider-Man universe. Balls. Hey, Mike. Mikey. Yes, sir.
1: Do you mind if I kind of, like, explain this, like, a little bit more, like, a little bit in depth? Yo. Please do. Please do. Okay. So, basically, uh, in 2015, when the contract was signed, Marvel and Sony were like, yo, man, let's make five movies. And then Marvel was like, I Yo. And then Sony was like, "Okay, so you can extend the contract if any one of these movies makes a billion dollars." And so far, uh, up to but not including *Too Far From Home*, uh, the solo Spider-Man movie movies hadn't, and so that's why they were like able to kind of back out of the contract at the last second. And in addition to that, one of the stipulations in the contract between Disney and uh, Sony was that the the prominent Spider-Man characters that were featured in the Spider-Man films that Marvel was producing, they couldn't be like exact replicas of the original characters. So, for instance, Aunt May, she's not like an old like gray-haired woman like she is in the comics. Uh, the Vulture, he's not. Uh, you know, this guy who, whatever, I'm forgetting what the vulture was in the comics, but the, the, the character's backstory in the movie does not fit what it does in the comics. So that way, you know, when Sony went to go back to make their own movies, they can make what is legally like called the traditional Spider-Man um, characters. So you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, but, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, and now, uh, also, I, in terms of, the, the whole fight between those two, uh, Disney is far too greedy for their own good. And I, although, like, I want to feel bad for Sony, they're also, like, a billion-dollar company that makes some of the worst movies that are put out on a consistent basis. So, you know, everyone loses.
2: Yeah. I think the big loser in all of this is Tom Holland. <laughs> Because now he's, he's, still, stuck... he's still getting paid. Well, I mean, he's stuck with the Sony studio, and they're probably going to make a bad movie. Although <laughs> I would be interested in like a Sinister Six, like Spider-Man vs. Sinister Six, because they kind of set it up in um, Far From Home.
0: Kinda. I mean, they tried it with the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man. It just, and they were setting it up with the Sam Raimi verse um, ones. But I mean, I think that's too many villains on screen. Personally. I mean, I would like to... I wanted to see it until I realized that that's too many villains on screen.
2: Yeah, I guess.
0: And then, I mean, unless Venom teamed up with them and they kind of have like a tag team going, but I don't really know.
2: Mm, We'll see. see. Or maybe it's the movie centered around the Sinister Six and Spider-Man's the villain. Wow. Different approach. I think that'd be an interesting take on the superhero movie.
0: Anyway, Ron, what do you think is going to happen? Because you you seem to be very well versed in this, and you've done some research.
1: Honestly, um, I think that eventually they'll come to an agreement once you know cooler heads prevail. Because we we've seen this before, where Kevin Feige is kind of in the background, and I'm sure he's saying, you know, we're, we'll just wait this out for a few months. We'll let everything die down, and then we'll just go back into the negotiating room. To me, this is very reminiscent of the James Gunn situation where you know for a couple of days everyone was like you know really up in arms about it and it was front page news and you know would just wait a few months sony will like compromise with disney and they'll find a way to get spider-man back in the mcu eventually that's what i think
0: i hope this just doesn't push any production back um but i think sony regardless would go along with another movie so I think we'll still see Spider-Man. I think we'll still see Tom Holland in the next three years. But um, whether or not it's with a Marvel Disney tag on it, I don't know. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see. We'll definitely keep you updated as we find out stuff. But, um, yeah, stay tuned. Um, Speaking of Disney, D23 happened last month. A couple things were announced. He showed some stuff from The Mandalorian, which is a uh, Star Wars show about the Boba Fett-like Bounty Hunter. Uh, John Favreau is involved with that. Let's go! Uh, again, a lot of hype, and I think that's going to be the one of the launch titles on Disney+. Plus. I'm so excited. A lot of people are. For yeah. our first live-action Star Wars show. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I remember, like, almost ten years ago now, George Lucas was rumored to do one mm-hmm. um, for TV. Uh, it... It never happened, obviously, but um, Disney's finally doing one, and if this does well, I think it opens the door for a bunch of other stuff. I think these are characters and plots that they're going to do and introduce that are not big or strong enough to do their own movie. So I think TV and on a streaming service like this is something that's pretty good for them.
2: Well, weren't they also talking at D23 about... Possibly having a, um, what's Diego Luna's character have his own show? Yes, he is. Yeah, so which I'm also very excited. About.
0: But that one, we kind of know the outcome of his character. Like he, if he's put in a life or death situation, we're like, well, we know you're not going to die. <laughs>
1: That's why we need new original fresh takes on Star Wars. As someone who's only read the EU books who's never seen a Star Wars movie, I'm just kind of tired of, you know, the same old Star Wars. It just seems to be like Shut the hell. (laughs) It just seems to be like the same kind of the same thing over and over. Like, if it's that big of a universe as they keep saying, hopefully the Mandarin or the Mandalorian (laughs) oh my God. Uh Yeah, so ho- hopefully that gets to explore more of the universe.
2: Well, I don't think it'll be just about his character. I think it'll be more about the rebellion being formed in between 3 and 4 cuz Rogue One is directly in front of A New Hope. So maybe that like them that show is like doing filling in a little bit of the holes in in between 3 and 4 like in terms of the start of the rebellion and all of this other stuff kind of goes in like intertwines with like rebels in terms of that timeline.
1: I, I don't know if I care about that. If I'm being honest, like, I don't know. I did not like, to be fair, I did not like rogue one. Cause I just thought it was a kind of a dumb story. Um, I don't know. That just doesn't interest me. Maybe like if I have like a weekend, I'll watch the Mandalorian, but honestly, I don't think I'm going to watch it.
2: Well, I mean, you're gonna have to wait week to week because that's what Disney Plus said that they were gonna do oh, with their shows. Oh yeah,
1: that is so oh. stupid.
2: No, I kind of like that. Although, Welcome to the Future, we're now back in basic cable with all these <laughs> streaming services. So yeah,
0: but Disney Plus, plus Hulu, plus ESPN Plus for 7.99 a month is a pretty sweet deal.
2: Yes. Especially now when I'm paying 11.99 for Hulu alone. Well, it's 14.99, I believe, for this. the prices for all three together. Is it? Yeah, I think Disney Plus by itself was
0: 7.99. Oh, even still. Yes, yeah. I mean three dollars
2: three... more for two more stuff for Hulu and a dead ESPN streaming service. They just showed the UFC fight. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. You get UFC, and you get weird ass college games too. <laughs> I love just I love watching lore about star wars i don't really like the books so like i think an idea in between three and four showing the formation of a rebellion i think having it on a tv show is a much better idea than having it on a movie because it gives you time to like develop and not tell a story like that within an hour and a half two hours
0: i'm hoping we eventually get a dash rendar and a episode, uh, Shadows of the Empire between episodes 5 and 6. I know we can't do it fully because they show a young... I mean, maybe you could with the CGI. Because it was, uh, supposed to be like a young Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, and Han Solo. They were in there. But, uh, great game if you haven't played it on the N64. <laughs> um,
1: I know that Disney can definitely woo me into watching The Mandalorian if they confirm that Chad Vader is canon. Jesus.
0: <laughs> Dash Rendar. That's all I'm saying. I'd,
2: I'd so be down for a gritty Chad Vader reboot. <laughs> uh, speaking of Star Wars. You cannot Wars,
1: convince me that Disney hasn't thought about it. I'm sorry, Mikey.
0: <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, uh, they did also announce an Obi Wan show that's going to take place between 3 and 4.
1: Hell yeah.
2: yeah. So, and Hugh
0: William McGregor is reprising his role to Obi Wan.
1: Ewan.
0: Uh, I'm curious what they're gonna do because um, Rebels is canon, and Clone Wars. I'm not sure if Clone Wars is canon, but Rebels is. Both and both Clone Wars
2: are canon. They are. Yeah, and then Darth Maul is also. Actually, no. I think the the like the first one, the like five minute short ones. I don't think they're canon. I know for a fact the sh- the one with um ahsoka is the cgi one yeah
0: the um because darth maul plays an important role in obi-wan's kind of like journey between three and four and he is in solo and he's also in rebels so does obi-wan finally get rid of and kill darth maul will we see that is that going to be a major plot point Um, I've heard and read some things, I don't know if this is true, so file this in the rumor mill, that these are gonna, some of these characters from Solo are gonna tie into Obi-Wan, and that Obi-Wan is gonna kind of tie into Solo a little bit.
1: Wasn't the whole point of Maul being in Solo to, like, set up for this?
2: Not for this per se,
0: or I mean, they might have been, but we didn't know about it, but, um... Well, if
2: you care, it kind of ties up, it kind of validates... A couple, an arc in Rebels, if you care about spoilers. I do not. So basically, there's an arc in Rebels where Darth Maul finds, um, finds out where Obi Wan is and attempts to assassinate him, but then ends up being killed by Obi Wan. <gasps> they actually show that in Rebels.
0: Yeah. Oh, so
2: it's a great scene, and it does a really good job of uh, showing. Obi-Wan becoming a smarter Jedi and all of that. Blah, 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 blah. But, um, but yeah, they probably could do it again. I mean, why wouldn't they? It's a very popular moment in Rebels. Also, if you haven't watched Rebels, do it.
0: I watched season one and then it didn't have the channel. It's not a kid's
2: show after season one. I've heard. (laughs)
0: Um... Other things at D23, WandaVision Division got a teaser poster. Uh, supposedly, it takes place, I think, in her head. Uh, I'm not sure. Nobody really knows the details for sure. Um, I think a Hawkeye show got announced, as well as a couple other things.
1: Uh, M- Mikey, D20, yeah. Can I can I just say, I don't think it takes place in her head because if it does, why in the world would Kat Dennings be in that show? Because she's confirmed <laughs> for that show. She's confirmed for it.
2: So well, maybe it doesn't. Well, that's going to be a hard pass for me then.
1: Meow, <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> I think
0: it's D twenty three was a very solid follow up from San Diego Comic Con. Uh, it gave us a lot to look forward to, and they really brought to light um, and highlighted uh, Disney Plus. So I think it was successful. I think they got the message across what they wanted to get across. I think they revealed the things that fans wanted to see. So I think it's good all around. Um, I think I think Disney D23 is every two years, if
1: I'm not mistaken. Something like
0: that. So possibly in the next one we'll get more of uh, Phase 5 and what's to come. Could be. Um, and if that ties into the shows that they're going to do. But anyway, I'm looking forward to Disney Plus. I'm definitely going to be getting it. Um, and then they said the Fox shows and properties are going to be on there all, right away. So like the um, the Simpsons, all the episodes are going to be on there. Um, Fuck yeah. What? Stuff like that. So it's a solid investment
2: for 14.99, for sure. Well, 14.99 for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Right.
0: Disney Plus by itself is 7.99. But I mean, at that point, why not just get the other two?
1: Yeah, but now Hulu has live sports. I swear to God, we are not being paid by these people. Hold on, if I'm it's sorry. Hulu
0: Live for that price, it's a steal. Yeah, because Hulu Live's like fifty-five bucks.
1: Why would you ever get cable if that's the actual deal? I don't know if that it is. if that's what it is. I don't think it would be that. That would be insane.
2: Also, I did uh, some intern research. <laughs> the 2003 Cartoon Network Clone Wars is not canon. It's considered in the Legends category.
1: <gasps> Color me shocked.
2: There you go.
0: So, a couple other things that have been going on recently. Um, for those of you into esports, the Dota 2
2: tournament had a,
0: quite a large prize pool.
2: Yes. So, let me, <laughs> let me guys uh, ask you first before, because this seems to be up my alley. What do you guys know about eSports?
0: I know that I was born in the wrong time, because now playing video games is lucrative.
1: <laughs> I know what the E yes. stands for, I think.
2: So, what eSports is, for those of you who don't know, is pretty much people playing competitive Video games. But I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know at least what is esports because I'm sure you either play like Fortnite or something, or people have heard about the Fortnite price total being $30 million.
0: I... Esports have been featured on ESPN as well as ABC, Disney XD shows, um, TBS, Overwatch League. Uh, I personally have watched ESPN's coverage of fighting game
2: tournaments. Mm-hmm. Fighting games are my esport of choice. So, but I, it spans far beyond yeah. that. ESPN and Blizzard Entertainment have a agreement, so they've shown like Heroes of the Storm, which is kind of a dead game. Uh, they show the Overwatch League. Uh, they definitely do the finals and do. I saw the playoffs being shown when I was at a bar the other day, which was really cool for me because I love watching esports. So it's kind of weird the way that they do prize pools, mostly. Um, companies themselves will issue out price pools like Riot Games for League of Legends Worlds is uh, they give it out but the way that Valve does the International which is their big the big tournament for them. Esports games don't have a traditional season like sports do. I think Overwatch League is the only one that does. Uh, League of Legends kind of has it and um, I know that Call of Duty is trying to do that with their World League but the way that Um, esports like Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, and Dota do it is they have these like they have tournaments which kind of go like week to week and they also have these things called majors which is their big tournaments and the international is probably the biggest tournament in esports just because of their prize pool Um, and the prize pool is worked because Valve Entertainment like the game company that develops counter-strike and also portal left 4 dead half-life
1: wait valve did counter-strike
2: yeah Mm. yeah man damn yeah the way that dota makes their prize pool is instead of just handing out money they give out a certain amount of money but they also sell this thing called the battle pass so
0: before you go into it in more detail uh for somebody who doesn't play these games, I mean I play video games mm-hmm. but I'm not familiar with these um, massive multiplayer online games. Okay what is Dota? What does it stand for? what what is it? what's the point? like what are you
2: doing? So the way that um, you play Dota and League of Legends because it's very similar games is there's three lanes, and the object is you're on one side, you're on your one color team and you're trying to kill the other team's core. So you're trying to kill all these towers, kill your opponents, acquire gold, build these items to get more powerful, level up, blah, 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 blah. It's a very... The best way to determine is kill the core before the other team does. Okay, <laughs> Thank you for uh, the So, like I said, um, the way that Valve creates these, um, the revenue for the International is they do a crowdfunding thing called the Battle Pass. Um, now what the Battle Pass is, is it's a thing you could buy within the game. Dota's free, by the way. A lot of these games are free. Um, so, if you want to pay, I think it was, um, a certain amount of money, you get in-game cosmetics, wards, skins for your characters, voice lines, and a percentage of the proceeds of the Battle Pass go to the International Prize Pool. That's why, um... The international prize pools, if you look at them, are... The international has six of the ten top ten prize pools. And every year they've been increasing from time to time. So...
0: Is this like the Super Bowl for Dota?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: or Super Bowl equivalent?
2: Yes. Okay. It's the biggest tournament of the year for... I would say for esports. Because it's the biggest... Because it has the biggest prize pool. So the internet, So we were at the International 9. Um, the first time the crown funded was the International 4. The prize pools overall were $10.9 million. So that was to spread out between all the teams. The winning team gets about 40%. Correct. The winning organization. So the International 4 was $10.9 million. That was f- five years ago. This year the International 9 prize pool was $34.3 million. And the winners were Team OG, and they won fifty fifteen million million, and that was about 45.5%. And what's really special about their win is they're the first two-time winners of the International. So they won the year before, which their prize pool was $25.5 million. So That's insane money. Yeah. I think the
0: prize for winning the Super Bowl isn't that high. Or the World Cup. Mm I mm. Mean, I you get paid more as like a pro athlete, but still well, like, the, it's... the collective but there's far less people on mm-hmm. these teams.
2: Yeah. But so this organization, OG, they won over fifty almost sixty million dollars. Well no. They almost won like thirty million dollars off of two tournaments.
1: I need to play more video games, holy crap.
2: Well, no, because the kids that play are, like, 20, 21. Those are considered veterans. What? It's crazy
0: that you have to be young to play these games because your reflexes are faster, but yet you can be 34 years old and be LeBron James and play basketball, which is a physically
2: taxing sport.
1: To be fair, LeBron James is considered old. He's also the greatest of all time.
2: And he also started playing professionally when he was 18 years old. Right. But, but he wasn't at his peak until like 26, 27, which is considered your your the peak of human physicality.
0: So the fighting game community is one of the few where I see that you can have older players and they actually kind of have a little bit of a problem that they're having trouble getting younger players to play. Well, yeah, because everybody's
2: playing Fortnite
0: right well the older the older players and they're they're in their 30s many of them late 20s 30s 40s and they are the ones that are still ranking top best in the world <laughs> um but the the whole reflex argument kind of applies but doesn't really apply to them even though it kind of should um aside from super smash brothers which does have a younger audience um the other games the true fighting games such as Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Marvel vs. Capcom, um, Injustice, etc. have an older audience, but I'm looking at this list and the same 2019 Fortnite World Cup Finals, $30.4 million, that's insane.
2: Yeah, and that was split between two different sets, so they had a singles competition and a doubles competition, which... Doubles is you had a teammate with you, and that was, so that split, so the winner of that got, like, $10 million, and the guy who won it was, like, 15 years old. That's not. Yeah. He doesn't have to work a day in his life. He doesn't. Uh, Fun fact, he's sponsored by, I think, the org is Sentinels, and that's a cronky owned business, the guys who own um, the Rams, Denver Nuggets, Arsenal, I think? Uh, I believe it's Arsenal. Yeah. Anyway, so like and it's kind of cool because all these sports are like the sports owners are getting into it. Um
0: yeah, I saw on the list of for the international 9, number 3 was Paris Saint-Germain.
2: Yeah, the PSG, profe-
0: the professional soccer club out of Paris in the French League 1. What I find the find most interesting about esports the more I read about it and look into it is that almost every basketball team as well as every Bundesliga team in Germany, most French teams, um, some of the Spanish teams in La Liga, I don't know about the Premier League uh, too much. I know MLS has it for FIFA, but a lot of these teams, especially basketball and like the German and the French leagues, are they sponsor players, and they have mm-hmm. teams under the team banner. So... These are PSG players. Yes, they get their
2: their checks are signed by the owner of PSG. That's crazy. And I know um, the 2K League for NBA 2K, they're directly affiliated with the NBA. So their team, the 2K teams, are official representatives of the organization. Seriously. Seriously. As well as um, a couple NBA Teams also got involved when League of Legends went into franchising. Um, So Golden State Warriors own a team. The Houston Rockets owned a team. They don't anymore. Yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers owner, Dan Gilbert, uh, was a huge investor for 100 Thieves, which is um, a premier esports organization now. Shout out to Nate Judd. (laughs) That's crazy. Yep, as well as Steph Curry is an investor into Team Solomid, the, like, Yankees of North American League of Legends. And it's kind of funny because they're having, like, a mid-2000s Yankees thing going on right now where they keep buying players but not making it to Worlds. <laughs> it's kind of funny.
0: Well, I know, I believe it was some of the NBA teams had to ban their players from playing Fortnite because it was getting in the way of playing
2: practice. Mm-hmm. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster... The football player for the Pittsburgh Steelers is also signed by Faze Klein wow, that's nuts. as an official streamer for them.
0: The, a lot of the pro athletes are seen streaming and playing video games on Twitch. Um, I know a lot of pro wrestlers now. Um, I, Xavier Woods has a uh, channel called Up Up Down Down, which he features video games. He's also prominently at many of these tournaments, um, more specifically for fighting games. But he's at them and uh, Kenny Omega also at the conventions. Kenny Omega. Uh, also really big into the Street Fighter scene. So it's kind of cool to see video games finally becoming mainstream. I know, for many people that I talk to, it's still not widely accepted, and people just don't get it, uh, who aren't really like gamers. They're kind of just like, why would anybody care about watching somebody else play a video game? But then, I've heard the same argument flipped around, and it's like, why do you care about somebody throwing a ball? Yeah. And it's the same thing. I, I think professional sp- physical sports are more traditional sense that they've they're obviously older they've been around longer some for over 100 years yeah. um i think that they it's it's set a precedent into pop culture of what to expect and what to kind of do mm-hmm. and i think esports is very very new um i think the first time i've ever like Nintendo did stuff in the late in the early '90s for the Nintendo World Championship, and that was kind of the first glimpse of esports that you got. And then they kind of really didn't pick up until fighting games kind of kind of did because fighting games were always competitive mm-hmm. and they always had tournaments. Um, but
2: Halo, Halo, Call of Duty, yeah, Halo, and Call Madden. of Duty with
0: the first person shooter, Madden, Madden was the other one, right? I remember but, um, that being on ESPN. Other than fighting games for being around for forever and having competitive tournaments, they. Video games only recently started getting into the limelight uh, with things like Twitch, where you can actually watch people play live.
2: Yeah. Well, Ron, I'd like to hear your opinion on all of this, because I think out of the three of us, you're the one least in tune with video games. Uh, so
1: I don't think I'm that out of tune with video games. The last one that I played was well, yesterday. Well, I mean out of
2: the three of us.
1: The last video game I played was yesterday. It was NCAA Football 2007. So, I think I know what I'm talking about here. Um, <laughs> uh, I really don't, it, it's just not my thing. I, I'm not gonna, like, rag on anyone for, the you know, that being their bag. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just not my thing. You you can like it if you want, but uh, I don't really care about it. That's fair. I
2: don't know, I think it'll be something as our generation and the next generation get older and older, it'll be more just normal um, especially with Fortnite eSports being so popular the way it is. Because every, every kid plays Fortnite, from what I understand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure. But I'm curious to see what's going to happen years from now. With professional physical sports, the games evolved, but they never really changed. You always, like Basketball, conceptually, was always the same. You had two teams of guys and girls... Having a ball, dribbling it, and shooting it into a, a basket. Mm-hmm. Um, rules changed. The uh type of the, the material the ball made out of changed. The material the hoop made out of changed. Soccer, same deal. Football, definitely like the equipment changed over time, but the game itself stayed the same. There was always touchdowns. You can throw the ball, you can run the ball. you Baseball, a lot of things with baseball evolved, but baseball was. Somebody threw a ball, you hit, it, <laughs> and then you run around the bases. Like, yes. it, it, it fundamentally didn't mm-hmm. change for 100 years. However, these games, more are being created every year. Correct. Many of them aren't really around much anymore. Like, Halo's not what it was. Mm-mm. The fighting games change over time, but they kind of remain the same. You, one character versus another. But I'm curious to see what happens with these games. A lot of people a lot of things that i read say these are kind of not a fad but it's like okay battle royales which is what fortnite is is uh what's popular but what's going to be next so then what does that mean for fortnite is fortnite going to be around for another 50 years
2: is fortnite going to be around for another 10
0: years i mean league of legends has been around for how long
2: 10 years next year will be its 10th professional season but it's been around for 10 years
0: and i think it had its peak a couple years ago yeah
2: and it has gone down a little it's still
0: very popular but I think, will it be around the. Because video games can evolve and change completely because it's programming. Mm-hmm. So you can change. If you change the map or if you change the characters, do
2: you. Or if you change
0: some of the rules, do you fundamentally
2: just create a new game? No. Like, if you change characters and you change. Like, well, something like League. Because they have a couple maps, but they really only use one map to in like professional play. And they do reworks, they do patch notes which alters champions abilities by like they the cool thing about like League and Overwatch and um Dota and Fortnite is they can change the equipment like in real time. Like it doesn't take them a year to implement a new helmet or like a new different type of soccer ball. Like they could be like, "Oh, This champion is insane. That's why everybody picks him. him. Let's tweak his stats to make a more balanced character.
0: Right, but what I'm trying to say is you can do that in football, but at the next year and the year after that and the year after that, the game will still be the same. Mm -hmm. You might have new teams come in. Old teams might go away. What I'm saying is when Fortnite... Will Fortnite be around for 10 years or will, I don't know cards against humanity the game (laughs) be the thing that people are playing so esports will exist yes but will they exist as they are now and do you still call them and and do you still all lump them together because i think we're starting to see things where esports has like an umbrella i guess like sports is just an umbrella of mm -hmm. several different ones but i think like the genres are, are coming in but like do you have does Is Dota going to be a thing in the future? Is it going to...
2: Because eventually... As, I mean, as long as it makes the money that Valve gets from it, they're going to keep making the game.
0: Oh, sure. But how, how long... Because we saw video games from the past where Sonic stopped making money. That's true. They they started bringing in like a different product people didn't want and they made less money. But
2: that's also them making sequels. And making worse representations of the game which people argue about like so when fortnite comes out with a new season it seems like every year or every season it comes out that oh my god this game's gonna die but the core audience to fortnite is just so big that this game's not gonna it's sticking around
1: as someone who likes sports but not esports if that wasn't clear in my last statement I actually think like esports are here to stay but the thing is I think they're just a lot from the outside I just think that they're a lot more flexible so it can kind of be like whatever you want so you know how like I like I like football tennis and basketball and for someone like you know they don't have to just follow uh Fortnite or you know its Swedish predecessor Fjord tonight um it can... Oh my god, there's a huge spider in my room. Oh no. Oh god. Hold well, on.
2: I think what Ron's saying at is each game is a different type of sport.
1: Oh my god,
0: no, he got right. away! I think that they'll... No! <laughs> Don't!
1: Where the, where'd he go?
0: Damn it. So I think that they're gonna evolve into that. I think you'll have your battle royales. Your fighting games, your MOBA. Well,
2: I think it's there now.
0: It it is, but
2: I think that it'll be more defined
0: than it currently is.
2: I mean, I think it's pretty defined now. Like I follow. Well, you Le- know better than I do. Well, I, I, I follow. I follow games. League of Legends. I follow Counter Strike. But like I've watched Dota. I don't understand what's going on in Dota. <laughs> I watch Smash Brothers. I love Smash Brothers. But like I. I'll watch Street Fighter or Tekken, and I won't have any idea what's going
1: W-wombo on. Wombo combo! H- happy feet! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, it's there for everybody. But I will, like, even with Fortnite, like, shooters, same thing. I, I, love over, I love playing Overwatch, I love watching Overwatch. But, like, Call of Duty, it's fine. I played it in high school, and I'm sure I would have been really into it in high school if I watched it. But that's really about it. Um, shout out to Nade, though. <laughs> Love you, <Nathan. laughs> But yeah, I, I think it's here to stay. I think as more of our generation and gamers get more disposable income, it'll be a lot easier for, like, things to stay. And, the like, I don't think that, like, League of Legends or Dota is going to die because their core audience is so big and massive that it they're not really going to change it
1: I think it's also much. a thing of, you know... Old people are like, eh, this thing you learn you young people like isn't going to be that popular forever. Now, tiddlywinks, that's a game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure people were like that when baseball was coming out or basketball. And, <laughs> Probably. And people were like, wait, you have to pay to watch people play baseball?
1: <laughs> Put that, that damn baseball yeah. bat and pick up a rake. It's time for you to tend the farm. Yeah.
2: time to go to the factory, Jim. <laughs> yeah. So... To
0: transition into kind of like an evolution, let's say, of sorts of a I'm using quotes, a sport professional wrestling. A sports entertainment. We just so for those of you not in the know, I'm sure everybody has heard of the WWF or the WWE as they are now, at some point in their life. Hulk Hogan is the household name, as well as The Rock. Oh, yeah! Stone Cold Steve Austin, to the more people who've watched wrestling. But I think Hulk Hogan and The Rock are the two that go outside of um, professional wrestling. So, for many, many years, since 2001, the WWE kind of ran unopposed. Much like the professional sports of today of the MLB, the NBA, the NFL... Uh, the NHL, there's no real competition organization to watch, so you kind of just got stuck with this. However, the dub pro wrestling is more of a soap opera with it's a physical soap opera. If people say it's fake. Yes, it's fake. It's scripted this and that. However, Game people, of Thrones is fake. No, uh. it is, but people are really. People are really going in there doing these acrobatics and choreography. It's basically a choreograph. They're physically doing stuff and people physically get hurt. It's not easy. It's not easy on the body. It's not easy on the muscles. It's not easy on the joints over a long period of time. But you're trying to tell a story. And that's what it is. The WWE has run on a post since 2001. When WCW, World Championship Wrestling, closed down. So uh, it, many people who grew up in the 90s know of something called the Monday Night Wars where WCW and WWF competed. Fast forward to about last year? Last year. Um, a group of independent wrestlers, some of them who had previously worked for the WWE kind of got called out and said that they couldn't sell out an arena for an indie independent wrestling show and they did. And then that grew into... Uh, what we now know as All Elite Wrestling (AEW). AEW is owned by the Con family, who own the Jacksonville Jaguars, a auto parts company, as well as Fulham FC. Uh, and they have just had their first—not uh, first pay-per-view, because they had one earlier this year in May. They have a event, had an event called All Out, which is. I think going to be like their version of WrestleMania and they crown their first champion. The reason why this is significant is because AEW has secured a TV deal on TNT. For again, for those of you who remember the Monday Night Wars, TNT was home of WCW. Oh. So now for the very first time, the WWE has a competitor to grab your attention for your want of storytelling uh chris jericho who was in wcw then wwe for a very you long time you just made the list moved to a yes you did he moved to aew and he became their first world champion aew moves to tnt on wednesday nights and wwe is in um wwe in turn um ha- is now promoting their nxt brand show on wednesday nights so now many on the internet are calling it the Wednesday Night War. <laughs> um, for this is probably this has gotten many people back into pro wrestling. Uh, many people fell off of pro wrestling because during the time when it was competitive, they told better stories. It was more unpredictable of what was going to happen. It was kind of like a soap opera. It was very error telenovela. We you <laughs> were waiting at the end to be like, "Oh, that happened! I got to tune in next week, or I got to watch the pay per view to find out the aftermath." But for almost twenty years, the WWE ran on a post. so they didn't need to tell you that story to grip your attention. Because if you wanted to watch the product, that's all you were going to do. So they were just trying to get new fans and keep the ones that they had. Now that there's a competitor and they an alternative to the type of storytelling WWE tells, many people are running and rushing to watch AEW. So now you're quickly starting to see um, different groups of fans online uh, and they're picking sides. Um, AEW is going to do things a little bit differently. Um, they're going to focus more on wrestling versus storytelling of backstage segments or angles or weird things that happen in the ring that shouldn't be a part of a wrestling show. Um, and it's kind of exciting to see because this is the, this introduces a new generation of young people into something like a real live, like competition between two entities, uh, that are vying for your attention and your money and your time. And much like what happened between WWF and WCW, we're going to see a radical change in how things are done, storytelling is told in pro wrestling. Um, a With Chris Jericho being the new champion, it was already announced that Cody, formerly known as Cody Rhodes, the son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, both were... In the and WWE. brother
1: of my favorite wrestler, Goldust.
0: Very true, who was also in AEW. No shit, really? We, battling at the I'm sorry, I keep yeah. cutting yeah, you off. Yeah, they had a great Damn. match. And he's the head trainer. Wow. Uh he's fifty. He worked great for a fifty year old. Um he great match at, they're gonna be facing off at the next pay per view, um for the title. AEW is also uh having a women's title and a tag team title. AKA the Young Bucks. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah, pretty much. They're Damn They are really pushing a um the uh uh women's uh WWE recently had a women's revolution. Thanks, Stephanie. Uh, promoted women's wrestling more to take it more seriously instead of having supermodels uh, in the ring and scantily clothing. The women actually is much more entertaining than the men and they're better wrestlers. AEW is also going to focus on women's wrestling and they want to bring uh, diversity into wrestling. They want to bring uh, equal opportunity. They're talking about bringing insurance to the wrestlers. They really want to care about wrestlers well-being they want everybody to get paid equally paid fairly um so it's an exciting time uh if you're a wrestling fan and i think it's going to bring back a lot of people who used to watch wrestling and i think it's gonna i think it's just gonna be good overall
1: for pro wrestling i
0: know ron you don't really watch it but matt you do to i
1: some extent.
2: used to and i'm
1: pretty i used to watch wrestling quite a bit i stopped because i just found other things to occupy my time but Honestly, from what you were just talking about, it sounds kind of interesting. Like, I might actually watch an episode or two, (laughs) if I'm going to be honest.
2: Yeah. um, I'm excited for it also. I'm a little tentative, because they, most of these guys, they haven't worked week to week, like the WWE guys have. Um, Well, I know that indie, indie wrestlers work probably, like, three or four times a week, so that'll be different, but, like... The grind of, like, going from show to show and all of that. So, fun
0: fact about AEW, they're not going to be doing house shows. Okay. They're going to just be doing their live TV taping every week. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, it's a lot less taxing on the wrestlers. It's a lot less taxing on their bodies. And a lot...
2: (laughs) So Joey Janela won't kill himself in the third month.
0: Exactly. And they (laughs) won't um, have to be traveling and, and be tired from being on the road. So they'll get to go home more often uh they think it'll improve morale um amongst the wrestlers and um or they'll go and do like promotional work around the town that they're in and then go home but the the promise was that they would be home more often and um they would they're all still gonna get paid Mm -hmm. so it's not unlike the wwe who makes wrestlers go on the road four or five times a week but between traveling and stuff some people only get like a day at home right but these the AEW guys, it's going to be a lot different. So I think it's yes, you're right. They're they're used to working more dates on the indies, but it's different than being on television,
2: uh-huh.
0: um, especially live television. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a change for some of them. Um, a lot of them worked on TV in Japan um, as well as the UK. So I think um, I think it's good. I think it's going to be good for wrestling. I can't wait to talk about it more. When they have their first show. Um, they're starting to build storylines now. So Chris Jericho being the
1: world champion.
0: Um, Got his belt stolen. Yes. Um, <laughs> so,
1: was, was that part of the storyline? No, did, no I mean, it, it actually
0: really, happened. But they like <laughs> talked about it like it was. And they did a really good job at that. I'll work myself into a shoot, brother. So one of the things that AEW kind of does that's really smart. That I think that WWE missed the boat on is they really use social media to promote their brand. So there's a YouTube show called Being the Elite, which has a lot of, like, backstage stuff of what's going on. Oh, um, I remember when it used to be a vlog and not a soap opera. Right, but it's, it's so... It further fuels some of these storytellings, and it helps introduce characters, new wrestlers, new signings, and it... And Flip Gordon. Yeah, and it's promoted all... Like, they have an episode, I think, once or twice a week, and it's um, they, it, it it further helps that you don't need house shows to get gauge interest. You can watch at the comfort of your own home, whenever you want, and you can just see kind of like backstage what's going on. And they they talk to you. They break the fourth wall. Um, R.I.P. Joey Ryan. Yeah, I mean it's good. I think they did a great job at it. Um, they turned the vlog into something more.
1: Yeah, is kayfabe a thing there?
0: I don't know. I really don't. 'Cause they kinda know and they kind of acknowledge that it's not real, but it's like it is like Chris Jericho's whole shtick is he's like I made AEW, I got people to tune in when I signed and I never got a thank you.
2: And that's his whole like gripe right now. It's like he's like, I didn't even get my thank you.
0: I'm pissed. Wow. I think
2: they're also doing like a ranking system in order to get like a championship opportunity. They
0: are. Wins and losses matter and people are like, How is that gonna work on a scripted show? I don't know. Um but it's like Kenny Omega right now has a couple losses under his belt, and I think uh, they're going to turn that into something like an angle. So I don't know how that's going to go moving forward, because um, kind of it matters in like stuff like the UFC, mm-hmm. where f- number one contenders are determined, I guess, by recent hot streaks, popularity, as well as win loss records.
2: Well, they also have for each class they have their own like rankings, and usually if you, number two loses number three or number four like it's propped up and fights the champ
0: right and then when number one contender goes number two moves up and so Mm -hmm. on so i think it in that sense it matters but i don't know how you're gonna do that in a scripted show but we'll see so far i think it's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve for for some of them but i think overall it's uh i I think it's good i'm excited to see what happens
2: i am too i just hope that i don't get Burned out from wrestling like I did with WWE about a year ago, so. But I'm excited. I love the Young books The Young books were probably one of the main reasons why I got into modern wrestling again, because I love the flippy shit. <laughs> it's great. The yeah. flippy
0: shit. They did a great job. Not gonna lie. Yeah. They they knew how to build their brand. They did it successfully.
2: Who knew you could make a living selling t-shirts?
0: Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> And Hot Topic got a deal out of it. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Huge. Um, when does it air? When does the first episode air? I believe it's the day before New York Comic
0: Con, so I think it's October 2nd. October 2nd. So, is there anything else that, uh, that's been going on in the news you want to talk about?
1: No, I'm good. No, I think we've covered every single news item that has come up. Um, The only thing was...
0: Joker comes out, I think, that same weekend that AEW's out, and I think uh, it's already getting Oscar nods. So, looking forward more on that He's as no go. Heath Ledger. <laughs> more on that as we come. But, um, thank you, everyone. Tune in next week for probably an MCU discussion, and then we'll be back the following week with more news. I'm your host, Mikey. You can reach any of us at on twitter at pop culture fed or you can reach me at mike the borgnine and tell
2: us how much we suck or how much you enjoy the show or want to talk about these topics you can send a carrier pigeon to the undisclosed location and i'll be sure to find it
1: my name is rom and i just found a second spider in this room so uh yeah i'm gonna have to figure out how to escape
2: and don't forget to like and subscribe and rate our show And give us some honest reviews on whatever you listen to this because we would really appreciate it. And definitely send us some stuff you want us to talk about
0: and uh, we'll be happy to.
1: And also send us your best cookie recipe as well.
0: Yes, definitely that. Speaking of which, Ron, I have to send you uh, that chicken recipe. chicken cookie. And good night. Bye, Mom.